0: There are more mom entrepreneurs out there than most realize. Our demographic is unparalleled. It's not defined by skin color, geography, or household income. It's made up of women building businesses at the same time that they're raising families. We're moms and entrepreneurs. And as mom entrepreneurs, we have unique needs. Do we know what they are? No. We do now, folks. The results of the 2022 Mom Entrepreneur Survey are in. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I wanna talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, you're going to find out what we uncovered in a first-of-its-kind survey of mom entrepreneurs, because no one has ever surveyed us before. I repeat, you heard it here first, folks. did it, folks! The results are in! And they are beautiful! Ever since I began the Founding Moms back in 2010, I've been asked for stats like I'm a Census Bureau. For years, reporters have emailed me to ask what percentage of the population is made up of moms in business. Universities have contacted me on the regs to figure out how old we are, how much money we make, who we are. Each and every time, I have to tell them all the same thing, which is, I don't know. See, back on 11-11-11, I gave a TEDx talk. It was called Why Moms Make the Best Entrepreneurs, and to date, it's garnered over 28,000 views. In it, I used a stat that I found thanks to Lord Google. It reads, These mom-run businesses represent 42% of all American businesses nearly 13 million, employing 9.4 million workers and generating revenues of $1.9 trillion. I literally just Googled the same numbers just before recording this podcast episode in 2022. And the same exact sentence exists in an article published in 2022, as well as an article published in 2020. And while I don't remember the year that the article was published, when I first found these stats, we need to put that word in quotes here. Again, I gave the talk in 2011, so it had to be before then. What I'm trying to say is, we know almost nothing about mom entrepreneurs. No one surveys us. So I decided it was high time that I did. But just before putting the survey into motion, I reached out to every professor of entrepreneurship at any university that I'd ever come into contact with just to make sure that I, or Lord Google, wasn't missing any key study that had been done. Not only did they tell me that there were no stats anywhere to be found, but the U.S. government doesn't ever ask about mom entrepreneurs. Why is that, you're wondering? It's not because we don't exist. It's because we don't matter. So, we made it matter. Earlier this year, the Founding Moms partnered with the brilliant folks at Phonebox Group. Their founder, Michelle Kalkagny, knows a thing or two about collecting data and analyzing it. We agreed that this would be our first annual mom entrepreneur survey. And we'd make it our mission to collect clear results and tell the world all about us. We received over 250 responses. What we uncovered, it was pretty surprising in a variety of areas. And we realized one thread that was woven throughout the whole thing was that the media, big brands, and even small businesses have it all wrong. We're calling for a re-examination of the definition of entrepreneurship. But first, we begin with considering why moms start businesses in the first place. They're busy women. They've already got kids to raise. Running a business is no joke. You know that.
1: So what gives? The main answers were kind of surprising because the fact that they had some kind of an entrepreneurial dream or a mission, that was number one. And number two was that they had an idea or saw an opportunity, which is great. That means the majority of the people, even though money certainly played a role. The majority of mom entrepreneurs who decided to start their own businesses did so because they felt something compelling inside them. And the reason I think this is important is because entrepreneurship is incredibly difficult. And so what we're seeing here is they're building in the motivations and the values that will help them when it's six o'clock on a Friday evening and things just aren't going right. Being motivated by a dream or mission or Insanely good idea, those are the things that keep you going and keep you motivated during those tough times. So I was excited to see this and I'm not going to lie, it was not what I expected. That makes two of us.
0: All the business books I read coming up didn't say explicitly that folks start businesses to make money because they didn't have to. It's assumed into every author's idea of what an entrepreneur is. It's written in the stars. Practically speaking, It's also a lot easier to write articles chock full of tips and tricks when someone's quote-unquote admirable goal is to make a billion bucks. Writing about someone's dream? Very wishy-washy. And it doesn't make for an interesting story, because your mission can be quite different from mine. So how can we huddle around the founder fire? Making it about dollars and cents, because we all want to make them in one way or another, right? What about the kinds of businesses we run? We did find that a majority of respondents run service-based businesses, which was to be
1: expected. But what wasn't expected? One thing I found particularly interesting was the number of respondents who had created businesses focused around community and membership. You know, that's really inspiring, especially what we learned during the COVID crisis, which is that community and engagement is one of the hardest things for people to find. And as you run through the different roles in your lives, you recognize you need different communities to support you. So I think it's terrific that a lot of these entrepreneurially focused moms are thinking about how to build groups of people that can come together to be successful and happier as a group.
0: And now for my favorite piece of the puzzle. If you're a mom entrepreneur or know someone who is, I know you've heard someone along your way talk about how moms are just in it for fun. They need something on the side so they don't get bored. And they garbage like that. Well, wait.
1: When you look at gross revenues and profitability, what's really important to recognize is that though we might assume that busy moms only have businesses that are side gigs and generate very little amount of revenue, you actually see that for the majority of our respondents, they were generating solid incomes, which is important. We want their businesses to be successful, and they need to be able to prove that they're able to generate the kind of results that every business can provide. When you look at the profitability numbers, it gets even more interesting. Sure, there was a dip during the worst of the COVID crisis, but in general, they are profitable. They are able to be successfully generating income, and they're doing it in a way that is profitable. So they're not operating at a loss consistently. You hear that? We're making
0: the big bucks. And whomever's having fun calling our businesses side businesses or hobbies, they may want to re-examine that, thank you very much. We're moms. That means we're masters of efficiency. We're the queens of going with the flow. We're the experts at getting a lot done in the little bit of time we have. We saw a lot of businesses start during COVID, which makes sense. Speaking of COVID, well, I'm going to let Michelle take this one.
1: The worst of the impact of the COVID crisis in terms of small businesses may be behind us. But what's really impressive about our survey respondents is that almost all of them reported that they stayed in business. Sure, they had to make some conscious choices. As a matter of fact, a reasonable amount of them said they almost pulled out of their business or that they were impacted, but they expect to come back. So it wasn't unimpactful. The point in fact is though, that the majority of people either managed pretty well, or they did better during COVID. For whatever reasons those might be, it also just reflects the fact that resilience plays a big part of this, and mom entrepreneurs have more than their fair share.
0: Did I mention that we're a nimble group? A nimble and resilient group? A nimble and resilient and incredibly powerful group that's been judged for way too long about our priorities, our capabilities? about our supposed unpredictability? We're quite capable, thank you. But I found this next piece to be maybe the most interesting part of our results.
1: We asked our respondents what the biggest impact of the COVID crisis was in terms of their work impact. And as you'd expect, kids and family being at home full-time was the most significant. But it was really closely followed by limited in-person meetings and less time to get things done. So let's talk about what that means. Sure, the kids may be back at school. Maybe you're not sharing your office with a spouse or a partner right now. But the bottom line is that in-person meetings have changed. The dynamics are different. People aren't going back to offices full time. And there are a lot more remotely located people that you need to work with. In addition, the fact is, there may be different things to get done, but you didn't get more time back in your day. So I'll be very curious to see as we go forward with future surveys, how people look at things like getting things done and those in-person meetings, and if they've returned to an expected level after the COVID crisis, or if those are just dynamics that are always challenges for all of our mom entrepreneurs.
0: Sure, you knew this most likely. But the kicker is that while we were all time strapped during COVID, because our kids were in our faces 24-7. The survey results told us that childcare was not the biggest issue when it comes to building a business for us. There were countless articles that came out in 2020 and 2021, remember? It was all about how parents were suffering, because we were, and how childcare costs need to come down everywhere, and they do. But it's like everyone missed the boat on this one small piece that can really move the needle for so many parent entrepreneurs. We need our time back. That doesn't just mean childcare should be available to us. That also means that apps and software can be created so that we can become even more efficient entrepreneurs. It means that the world of virtual assistants and other support should also become more affordable and available to mom entrepreneurs to help them out. Looking at the survey overall, we found that there are incredible opportunities for investors, creators, and corporations to support mom entrepreneurs. We're a missed opportunity. We need more tools, programs, and resources that recognize, not patronize, how well we're doing and how much better we can do with the right kind of help. We're gonna shine a spotlight on Mom entrepreneurs in our next survey next year to see what more we can uncover. Wanna participate? Head to foundingmoms.com survey And submit your email address so that you can join us in helping the world to redefine entrepreneurship. It's about time. Guess who got a new iTunes review last week? Yeah, it was me. An author that goes by the name of Logs Hogs left a gorgeous five-star review titled Fun and Informative. It says, when was the last time you had fun learning? I mean, real fun. You know, where you couldn't stop smiling? Listen to this program. Jill has wonderful guests and does a great job adding commentary to their stories. Well, thanks very much, Logs Hogs. I really appreciate you. And hey, you're an inspiration to every other listener of this podcast. If you're listening right now, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash whyareweshouting to be more like Logs Hogs and leave a review so I can shout about you in the next episode. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there so I can talk to you in a future episode. Then, as I mentioned, go to ratethispodcast.com slash shouting? just like LogsHogs did, and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. You can find more episodes at iTunes, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and Phonebox's Michelle for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.